Welcome to the Alignment Recess Podcast, your weekly recess from the hustle and bustle of life, where we uncover the power of aligning with your highest self, connecting with your inner wisdom, and becoming the leader you were meant to be. It's day two in Bali, and I've just been attacked by a local monkey. I was minding my own business and following directions at the famed monkey forest close by to my hotel on the way back from a beautiful yoga experience. Very cliche, but I was definitely on my eat, pray, love journey, so much so I made eye contact with the cutest little monkey. The Monkey Forest is an open sanctuary located in Ubud and home to around 1,200 wild Balinese long-tailed macaque monkeys. Apparently, eye contact for them is a major sign of aggression, and this one monkey took what was intended to be an act of respect as a personal challenge to fight. Next thing I knew, it had latched onto the back of my thigh and I began to feel what felt like teeth chewing through my booty meat. Personally, I was more concerned than offended and my priority at this moment was to get Sir Monkey off of me. As the back of my thigh began to burn, it kicked in that this was a literal wild animal and I went into survival mode. I remembered a few of the tips from the long list of do's and don'ts listed at the forest entrance and had enough wherewithal to know my next move was important. Since this was a baby, and I put that in quotes because it was definitely the size of a small dog, I knew the mother was near and if I was too aggressive in my attempt to flee, I would have had larger issues. The parents are closer to my height and size with teeth longer than my forefinger and I don't know about you but I don't know how to fight a monkey. Eventually, with enough twirling, nervous laughter, and a few leg shakes, I was able to get him off and quickly looked for the nearest bathroom to see how much damage had been done. Along the way, I checked in with a few of the security guards to gauge just how serious they thought it'd be if the monkey had in fact broken through my skin. With a concerned look, I was advised to seek medical attention if I were in fact bleeding, and after a quick trip to the nearest bathroom to check, I realized there was a possibility this could turn into something serious, like an infection, if I didn't act quickly. So I returned to my hotel to gather my things before finding a doctor, and I did what any logical person would do. I googled the worst case scenario, straight from WebMD, and immediately called my mom. Together we learned these particular monkeys, the Balinese long-tailed macaques, were not only extremely high carriers of, you guessed it, rabies, but also that there's no cure. Unfortunately, once an infection is established, there's no effective treatment, so either you live or you suffer a slow, painful death as it attacks your nervous system. I was having a great time. We ended up on a four-way call with the US CDC who advised me to seek immediate treatment and return home, seemed very concerned. I'm wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, excited to be somewhere new on my first big solo adventure. I had just quit my job, sold my home, and 80% of my belongings. I had waited my entire life for an experience like this, and the idea of taking the 22-hour flight back home, cutting my two-week trip short, just to die mid-flight didn't seem worth it. So I accepted the possibility of my fate that I could start foaming at the mouth at any moment, and decided I'd much rather do that in Bali than on a plane. This was my very first alignment recess and I was committed to seeing it through. Fast forward and a wonderful host from the hotel had offered me a ride to the local hospital. It was my first motorbike experience and unfortunately there were no helmets. I had a two hour window to get treatment and figured it was worth the risk. Anyways, if we did crash, at least I wouldn't have to go through the experience of foaming at the mouth. 
Once we arrived safely, he waited for me while I was treated with an emergency vaccine and I hoped that it wasn't a deep enough cut to be infected. There was no way to tell but to wait and see, so I came back twice every seven days to receive the next round of treatments until it was time to fly home. If you haven't figured it out by now, you should probably consider getting the rabies vaccine in advance, especially if you're traveling to a foreign country. I figured the likelihood of me getting bitten by a wild animal was highly unlikely, so I skipped it in my preparation, but um, never again. Obviously, I was fine because I'm here telling you this story today, but through this process, I learned so much about myself and also the people around me. Besides my family, who could only do so much for me from the other side of the world, the Balinese people took great care of me, like I was their family. The culture I experienced there made me feel so at home. Even if these were my last days, I was at peace because I knew that everything was going to be okay. Fast forward a couple of weeks and I'd returned to my new home in Richmond, Virginia. I'd moved back in with my mom to figure out my next steps and save money in the process. I'd go on to spend the next few months job hunting in New York City where I thought I was moving, attending conferences and doing small custom paintings and photography projects. I knew nothing about business and over the next 12 months I made a whopping $4,492.79. I was having so much fun creating that it didn't even matter and for once I had the freedom to not think about money or work. I had the freedom to explore, to learn, and to live. It was like I was coming home to myself after being lost at sea. I felt safe, relieved, and grateful for a fresh start. I'd paid off around $20,000 in debt and it was in that moment I realized the idea of rest and freedom was a luxury. It was the first time I'd felt what I believe is how we're all meant to feel and what God intended for us when Earth was created. I've never believed we were born to work a job and sit at a desk all day, missing the sunlight and opportunities to explore all the world has to offer. I've never believed that we were meant to stress about making money just to make sure our families can eat. It's always seemed counterintuitive to me that we have the resources we need on Earth, yet we must work to afford the luxury of having access to them. I grew up in a family of dedicated hard workers and I watched them work themselves to the bone day and night to provide for me. My mother, who went back to school for her bachelor's, finished in three years instead of four, still graduated valedictorian, and then went off to law school after, with me in tow, was my first example of what it meant to take a leap of faith and follow your dreams. In many ways, I feel I've picked up the torch and it was only fitting that our relationship was a catalyst to my full spiritual awakening that laid the foundation to my life changing for the better. I continued learning and understanding business and enrolled in my first online course, Marie Forleo's B-School. It was the most I'd invested in my own learning after college and at the time was what I considered expensive. I was making moves, meeting new people, and fascinated by the fact that total strangers on the internet would pay me for services. It was an exciting time, but also one of the hardest. Behind the scenes, I was coming to terms with what was happening to me. If you're not familiar, a spiritual awakening is a term given to describe a subjective experience in which an individual's ego transcends their ordinary finite sense of self to encompass a wider, infinite sense of truth or reality. In other words, the rose-colored glasses of life were completely taken off, and for the first time, I'd slowed down enough to see my life and all it entailed much more clearly. 
I'd just gotten out of a relationship that I'd been praying to God to free me from, and now I was faced with the opportunity to ask myself, how did I get here? It wasn't like me not to have a plan or to have ended up at a destination that was so outside of the realm of what I saw for my life. I started making choices based on where my intuition was guiding me. And because I knew it came from God, I had full faith that even though I couldn't see my next steps, that I was being guided in the right direction. I'm not religious and believe that all religions lead us to the same place, divine love that stems from God and the beautiful universal creations. I believe we are all one, connected to one source, and God is so creative that they've allowed us to experience them in whatever way we need and feels good for us. I see them as different languages of their love. It wasn't until I started listening to God more internally in my own body and trusted their path for me that I was able to connect and understand what they were showing me. It started with blowing up my life and starting on a completely new path. God had been telling me to do it for years until the nudges became so unbearable and I couldn't ignore it anymore. So I put my faith to the test and took a leap. At first, it felt like everything was falling apart. I had absolutely no plan and no clue where I was being led, but I knew that if God was asking me to do it, then it would lead me somewhere good. And today, I feel an indescribable joy because I am connected with God, with myself and my intuition. It's the best love and it flows through me every day. On this path, I've lost friends, money, sleep, and been called crazy, spent most of my time alone. Before God can bless you, they have to prepare you and isolate you. It can be painful and hard is an understatement, but the journey is worth it. When you find your way to connect with God's source or the universe, whichever resonates with you and you listen to those nudges you feel, know they're coming from someone somewhere and I promise they will lead you to everything you want and more. Over the course of the next 12 months and beyond, my life changed in unimaginable ways. I was shown where all the darkness lived in my life and which steps I needed to take to transmute that darkness into light. I went deep into the core of who I was then and had to face the energy that had been carried through me for many generations before me, before my mother and before my mother's mother and her mother. Epigenetic trauma is real and each generation before me has worked tirelessly to learn, grow and heal while working to create a life they love. The level of privilege I have to embark on this transformation in ways that weren't afforded to generations before me is something I don't take for granted or very lightly. It's why I'm passionate about sharing what I've learned in hopes that it helps others on a similar path and supports them in finding their own freedom. Both initiatives separately, to heal while working to create a joyful life, requires an immense amount of self-awareness and raw honesty about who you are and where you're blocked. They require dedication, commitment, and discipline. Combine these two initiatives and it's likely you'll find the catalyst to your own awakening journey. Combine these two initiatives and you start to understand what all the motivational speakers, millionaires, billionaires, and spiritualists have gone through and what they've all found to be the same source of truth, that the core of who you are and finding the path to love yourself unconditionally on the path of true acceptance of all that is, while finding a way to show that same love to others, is the ultimate secret because in that process, you uncover all that is keeping you from being the absolute best version of yourself and unlocking everything you've dreamed of, which for most of us is simply feeling free and safe enough to experience the people, places, and things that bring us the feeling of joy.
Thanks for taking a recess with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, and leave a review. Each week, we share insights and techniques for cultivating greater alignment in our lives, finding inner peace through meditation, harnessing the power of affirmations, and developing the personal power and leadership skills needed to create the life that we want. So whether you're looking to improve your mental health and emotional well-being, enhance your personal and professional relationships, or simply find greater joy and fulfillment in your daily life, this podcast has something for you. So join me for a weekly recess from the Hustle and bustle of life and discover the power of aligning with your highest self, connecting with your inner wisdom and becoming the leader you were meant to be.